Hello everyone, I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12.11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. A testimony of your story for His glory. She is the spiritual daughter of Charles and Francis Hunter, known for their worldwide healing ministry. She has preached the gospel throughout the United Kingdom, Europe, Asia, the Middle East, and North America, and was a catalyst for the Putin revival that swept throughout the Netherlands in 1998, where multitudes were saved and healed from incurable diseases and a nation was impacted forever with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Where does this one-time Southern Baptist girl get her passion? You are about to hear in part two of my conversation with prophetic revivalist, preacher, speaker, and founder and president of Fullness Ministries based out of Dallas, Texas, and my good friend, Miss Janine Dante Fox. Janine, welcome back to Testimony. Well, thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Janine, before we begin, you have an unusual name. We didn't talk about that in our first conversation, but it sounds French. Can you tell us a little background, a little of your history, your culture? Well, um, I'm um, black American and also American Indian, and uh, my father just wanted uh, a French name, so he spelled it J-U-E-N-N-I-N-E instead of J-E-U-N, which is how it's supposed to be spelled, so it's quite unusual, but I like it. (laughs) Well, it's beautiful, and it's unique, just as you are. Janine, in part one of our conversation last week, you shared how God showed up in miraculous ways to truly call you to himself, and how the baptism of the Holy Spirit literally changed your life and propelled you into what you are now doing. So I'd like to take us back to that place where you literally got the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then let's talk about your ministry, your teaching, your preaching, and the signs and wonders that have followed, and in particular, the story of a woman that was literally raised from the dead. Janine, tell us that story. Well, I'm in that dorm room, and these two people are taking my hands from Campus Crusade to pray for me. And they said, well, you didn't tell us that we couldn't speak in tongues. So they started speaking in tongues, and all I knew is that something began to well up within me because it was as if they were making intercession for me. I had a lot going on in my life, a lot of disappointments, a lot of fear, a lot of pain, and that all started coming up when they were speaking in tongues. There was power in those strange words, and I started welling up to cry, and I just broke down and cried, and they put their arms around me and and hugged me, and as tears are going down my eyes as they're crying, praying for me in tongues, and I'm crying, I just start open up my mouth and I go and I start speaking in tongues in a fluent language and I didn't even want it but I tell you it transformed my life I talked to God to 4 o'clock in the morning and I realized my goodness the communication, the void, the wall of separation has been broken. Now I can talk to God, everything I want to say, express it in His own language. I was free. I, I recognized that I could 
feel God's presence more, that um, when I opened my Bible, I could understand it. It was no longer decoded, a mystery. It was just like God was speaking to me, plain, very plainly, face to face. I began to have an understanding of His ways, and, and I instantly became, became acquainted with Him, which much so much that I knew that I had not asked him to be Lord of my life, and I re-surrendered my life to him and said, Lord, you take over, you do whatever you want to do, I want to be in your perfect will. And I, my worship and my intimacy with God went to a whole new level. It totally transformed my life, and my life changed from that moment, from being carnal, from being one who didn't have power over her flesh, to being one having power and control to be able to say no to sin. Janine, what would you say to our listening audience that does not believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit? You came from a Southern Baptist church. It was not taught there. It is clear in the scripture that that is available to every Christian, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. How do you describe that experience to someone who doesn't believe? Well, I I describe it as, as, you know, having a car with the battery inside, but the battery's dead. You can't go anywhere. Or having a car with a gas tank, but you haven't filled it with gas. You can't go anywhere. You know, Jesus said, told the disciples to wait for the power, because they would be filled with power, and that power would enable them to be a witness in all of the world. And we cannot be empowered in our Christian walk to have power over our flesh, to have power over the devil, unless we have power from God. And when you get saved, Jesus is in your heart. But when you get filled with his Holy Spirit, he fills you from the top of your head to the sole of your feet with his power. The same power, the Bible says, that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. And um, I just believe the word. I believe that every word is inspired by the Holy Spirit. And I believe we have to believe that every word of God is inspired. But what are we serving God for if we take some parts here and take some parts there and think some parts are from God and some parts are? I want the whole thing. And my Bible says in Mark sixteen fifteen that those who believe shall lay hands on the sick and see them recover, and that those who believe in Christ shall speak with new tongues. Well, I'm a believer. I don't know about you, but I had to come to the point to know, to know that I'm a believer. And this just, well, just wasn't for Peter, James, and John and the disciples, but it's for every believer worldwide. And that's why when the Holy Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost and they were empowered, that the gospel was spread right around the world because those people on the day of Pentecost represented every nation, every tongue, every tribe who were there coming to Jerusalem for Passover. So um, it's because the gospel is for every nation, every people worldwide, and the gospel must be, we must be empowered to preach the gospel around the world. And so it said it in Mark sixteen fifteen and sixteen seventeen, speak with new tongues. Paul said, I speak more than you all, and there's such divine revelation uh, that comes, and, and that we know the perfect will of God. God downloads it in our spirit as we pray and commune with Him and pray in His language. He'll download our purpose, our, His plan, and uh, every single thing that we need to know, we'll fully know because we'll have the mind of Christ, His mind instead of our own. Amen, Janine, and I am a believer, and that is one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on the testimony program. As Revelation twelve eleven teaches us, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And yes. the kingdom of God is not in word only, but in power, and that same power that raised Jesus from the dead. We are about to experience 
Resurrection Sunday. And you have a resurrection testimony that actually propelled you into the ministry that you are doing today. I want you to tell our audience in our few minutes remaining here what happened that day and that woman that was once dead who came back to life. Tell us that, Janine. Well, I went into computer programming in New York City years later after I went to Bible school because um, I couldn't get any jobs to preach anywhere in any churches in New York. Everyone was saying no, and the doors were being shut. And I wondered why I had went to Bible school. I believed that God had given me a healing ministry. But after getting so many doors slammed on me, I got disappointed. And most Christians do at some point in their life. And I went into computer programming trying to have another way. And uh, I got in with flying colors, not because I was brilliant, <laughs> but uh, just because uh, uh, I passed the test and I said, eeny, meeny, miny, mo," you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I made a mistake. I mean, somehow I just got a high grade on that test. I got a scholarship, and, but my life died. And for six months I wasn't reading my Bible. For six months I wasn't uh, doing any, going to church anymore, wasn't doing my Bible studies with the Salvation Army. I just, all my time was trying to keep up in this computer programming school. I met a man there who just swept me off my feet. He was a Muslim man, and uh, I started to like him. He was very handsome. He wanted to marry me. I ended up thinking I should go to his Muslim mask. I mean, I was really, really losing my mind, and, and also uh, my discernment just totally left me because I said, God, I want to do it my way. So God stepped aside and let me. Mm-hmm. And um, when he asked me to marry him, I was thinking about it until he told me he had some other wives in Iraq. So <laughs> I quickly changed my mind on that one. Um, and that's what woke me up. I cried all night when I realized, look how far I've fallen. I mean, I was getting ready to marry a Muslim man. We're all black. Um, I haven't been to church in six months, haven't read my Bible in six months. I'm failing out of computer programming school. And I cried, and I said, Jesus, have mercy on me. You know, save me, Lord. Forgive me for betraying you. Forgive me for disappointing you. And he said, Janine, whose program do you want, yours or mine? And I said, yours, Lord. He said, well, drop out of computer programming school because I've called you to preach the gospel. This is not the way I want you to do, to go. So the next morning I called. I dropped out of computer programming school. At the time I worked on 39th and 3rd Avenue, I'm sorry, on Park Avenue um, in New York City. And uh, I was a receptionist there, so I worked full-time and went to computer school. And I went, told everybody at work the next morning, I've dropped out of computer programming school. They thought I was crazy. But I was happy. I was happy because I was walking in the perfect center of God's will, and the Lord had restored me. He had forgiven me. His love had come to me. Once I confessed my sin, He was faithful and just to forgive me. And I, I was just, I had joy because I knew I was right with God. But something happened, Jensen, at that receptionist desk the next morning. The next morning as I'm sitting there, um, I start to shake violently at the reception desk, and my teeth start to gnash. I didn't know what was happening to me. I got pain all over my body, and I felt like I was going to die. Hot flashes, and I, my stomach was hurting. And my boss walked down and said, Janine, you look terrible. You look awful. She said, do, you, do I need to get an ambulance? Are you okay? I said, I feel so sick. I feel like I'm going to just faint, like I'm going to die. She says, let me call an ambulance. I said, no, no, I, I'll be fine. So um, I, I, I went home on my own. I managed to get home with so much pain racking through my body. I took the train to my apartment on 39th and 3rd Avenue where I lived in a women's residence. I barely made it there. I could hardly walk. I was going to go upstairs to the 14th floor where I lived and take an aspirin and just forget this whole nightmare. I started rebuking the devil, commanding the sickness to leave me. Nothing happened. 
And even though I was right with God, I knew I had authority, but the pain wouldn't leave. And when I got into the lobby of this women's residence, there was another emergency that seemed to be larger than mine. People were running around frantic. And I was saying, what's going on? What's going on? They said, a woman's died. A woman's died. She's been dead for 20 to 30 minutes, and the ambulance has gotten stuck in New York traffic. So I asked who she was, and they, they said her name was Agnes, and I knew I didn't know her. So I went to the elevator. I pushed the button for me to get in, and all I did was pray a prayer in my heart. Lord, I just pray that Agnes knew you and that she didn't go to hell. I just pray that she knew you. And I got in that elevator by myself, leaned against the wall, ready just to feel like I'm going to lose it, asking God to give me the strength to get to the 14th floor. Um, as, you know, that elevator started going up to the 14th floor, and I heard the Lord say, raise the lady from the dead. And so that's basically what happened. The elevator started going down very, very quickly, um, and uh, the doors opened, and I went and I prayed for that woman, and she was literally raised from the dead. And that totally transformed my ministry. When God used me in a backslidden state to pray for a woman who was raised from the dead, I didn't do it because of anything in me, but it was Christ in me, the hope of glory, and through obedience. And his power came out of me because Christ lives in us, and he is the resurrection, and he is alive for those who believe. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Janine Fox of fullnessministries.org. You can hear more about Janine's life, learn more about her witness by going to www.fullnessministries.org or calling Janine at 877-838-5637. Janine, God bless you for your tremendous testimony, your witness of him. We look forward to having you back on Testimony. Thank you so much. You're welcome. If you would like more information, you can visit our website at jensinebard.com. That's one word. J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D dot com or write to us at Testimony P.O. Box 1333 Palm Desert, California 92261 That's P.O. Box 1333 Palm Desert, California 92261 I'm Jensine Bard Please join us again for Testimony Testimony